Well, here we are. Yes, we we are here. Back on Ergo. Every time. Every week. Here for you. Showcasing the folks, reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. How you doing, Dame? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Yeah. You're, looking, uh, you're looking pretty svelte. Ooh, thank you. Thank it's you. a Yiddish for fit. Ah, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get right, trying to, trying to take intentional concern and care for my body. I've mentioned this, but now it's really crystallized. I really got to get on the Damon Williams wellness program. <laughs> No, it's happening. You're going to have like you an Instagram account. You're yeah. going to have a whole thing. That's the, that actually, I, I need you to hold the account. And unless I'm like actually doing it, I, I, I need everybody around me to not let me do the fitness thing <laughs> out there. Because it's so right there. Yeah. And like, I'm probably, if I worked out really hard for the next nine to 12 months, I'll probably have the look where people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't. You don't want to be that I guy? I cannot be that guy. Why not? Unless I'm doing it. But like, just like, oh, at the gym, oh, look at my reps, oh, yeah, yeah. look at the progress. But what if it was like a, you had like a thing you if were trying a, to put? If I had a thing. Like a, like a Dick Gregory-esque juice package. Yeah, like if I could do a thing, then it's a, but just like, if you just see me just a, a, a gym pick, like yeah. roast me, like let me know, yeah. hey, you, you know, you're doing the yeah. thing that you. What I will do is just send you seven pictures of other guys doing gym picks. <laughs> it's like, like uh, is this the company you want to <laughs> keep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you know me well. That would do it. Because, uh, you, I would cry. You're less worried about doing something as you are being the guy being, who does yeah, that thing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And being in the company. Yeah. How how, how does one get on the the Damon Williams fitness plan? Ah uh, man, I, I'm 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 an avid vegetable and fruit smoothie maker. So I'm mm-hmm. doing about two of those a day with an assortment of supplements and and vitamin esque things. Minimum two to like four to five times in the gym a week, mm-hmm. starting to end each workout with a sauna session. So oh. total of like 25 to 40 minutes in the sauna, two to three. We're talking sauna or steam room? Sauna. So the dry sauna, heat. Dry heat, about 180 Fahrenheit. Ooh, it give or take. It. it does it. It does it for me. If you got a sauna out there, hit if me up. I'm looking for some sauna. sauna. You, could, you could, man, we could come. We can go have a sauna That sauna sounds session. great. Turns out that the Humble Park Fieldhouse does not, does have, not a have a sauna. And if it did, I wouldn't want to be in that. I'm going to be one of those like, home improvement 50 year olds that like builds their own <laughs> sauna in their shed that's great yeah I'm looking for I got about 20, 24 years before I have my sauna you got 24 you know, some guys want a boat I want a sauna you got 24 years before you have to have a shed <laughs> yeah. that seems doable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have a uh, we have a great episode for you this week um, the very excellent rapper and interesting person. Great guy. Elton was here. Man. It was nice to get to chop it up with him. But first, some community announcements. You got anything, Dame? Nope. Well, here's what I <laughs> well, here's what I got. Just a couple this week. On Friday, October 5th, starting at 8 p.m. at the Alulu Brewery and Pub, that's at 2011 South Laughlin here in Chicago, is the Fall Equinox edition of the Brown Skin Ladies Show. Whole bunch of great people involved. With this, art from Tiffany Temple, Big Daddy Sasha, a bunch of different vendors, performances from Akenya, Jay Bambi, Drea, Lisa Decibel on the ones and twos, just all, all, all types of alums and friends and squad involved in that. So make sure you come through on Friday the 5th. And then also on the 10th, uh, Sam Trump is back at the California Clipper. Always a good time seeing him perform up there with his band Acoustic Audile. So make sure you check out Sam over at the Clipper on Wednesday, starting at 9.30. And without further ado, let's get to our interview with Elton. Real quick, you can find his new project, Elevated, on 
line. You can follow us at Ergo Radio. I'm at Ergo Kiss. Damon underscore AF. And uh, write us a review, please, on iTunes. It makes a really big difference. Helps new people find out about the show. Um, and just tell like three to five people, hey, you ever want to hear some real good conversations featuring two marginally funny <laughs> young men and a great array of guests? Check out Ergo. That's that's our advertising campaign. <laughs> Marginally entertaining hosts and excellent guests. <laughs> yeah, that's not accurate. So let's give uh, let's give them an example of what we just said. Here's our conversation with Elton. Let's get in. Here we go. We were talking in our in our last interview about like uh, what percentage of people in the world do you think are funny, and I'd be curious to hear what your what your thoughts on this are. I'd say everyone's funny. Wow, you have not met my uncle. <laughs> That's a very optimistic look online. That's kind of like intentionally funny, or everyone has the capacity. Like, what do you what do you mean by that? I mean, like, depending on who your audience is. Mm-hmm. Okay, to you, people, do you think can make you laugh or be funny? Oh, out of a hundred, I'd probably say forty. Wow, oh, wow. you're oh, one of you're the, having you're, a good time. You're I'm just, having a good you're time. Just laughing through life, I love <laughs> because, it because like. If people have the capacity to even just naturally be themselves, it's usually it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. like everybody has a little awkward, yeah, you know, no, it's true. Nick, Nick in their bone, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like there's always something to laugh about. I feel like you're in on the cosmic joke. Like I don't know exactly, but there's just something about the way you walk through the world. I feel like you like. Part of why that answer makes sense to me coming from you is it yeah. feel and by the way, we're rolling, just so you know. Oh, okay. Um, it kind of feels like you're able to see the absurdity of things and like have the distance to kind of sit back and laugh at them. And I don't know whether that's true, but that's just kind of the vibe that I get. It's like you can be like, wow, this is like this is absurd right now. Yeah. So I'm yeah. ask I'm gonna ask a follow-up. How about intentionally make you laugh? Not just like you can find humor or find joy in observation, but like they're I would like, probably telling a joke. Mm, yeah, that that makes the number a little smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely makes the number a little smaller. Um, because my friends, all my friends have this like weird sarcastic humor. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's like trying to make you laugh, it just has to be like really clever. Yeah, it has to be something quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it can't be it, it. It can't be too thought out. You know what I'm saying? Here's a question that I'm stealing from another podcast. Okay, so I want to give Pete Holmes the credit that is due to him, but. What's a time that you can remember where you have laughed like the hardest you've ever laughed or like one oh, of the hardest times you've ever laughed? That's tough. Yeah, that is tough. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be at a joke, just in general. Man, recently, man, me and my um me and my roommate's been laughing. I live with Blake, Blake mm-hmm. Davis. Mm-hmm. Like we'll just be up at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> talking about things that happen around us with people that we know. And stuff like that. That was and very purposely vague. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't always just say names. You Talking can't always... about things in the world and how they occur and where they go from there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. The other week, probably last week, we were talking about um, this lady we work with. Mm-hmm. And... You don't have to give a name, but I would like to know what you were talking about this lady for. <laughs> okay. Um, we're really, man, it's, it's hard because it's, I don't know if this is radio appropriate. I believe we were talking about, uh, honestly, I think we was talking about drugs. <laughs> I think we were talking about drugs. Any and drug in particular? Um, <laughs> just a full, <laughs> just shout out to drugs. <laughs> 
I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't want to talk you about it. You don't want to talk about it. That's yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. Let's go to the next thing. <laughs> so on that note, we have the uh, the cryptically funny and very talented Elton in the building with us here on Air Go. Damn, son. <laughs> uh, first off, thank you for being here. And we, we always like to start the show uh, the same way. In this time, in this moment, in this season, how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? The world is blessing me. I've been really, feeling, uh, feeling really blessed lately. Um, yesterday, I walked into a group of friends and it was like some people I didn't really know too well, mm-hmm. but someone had heard one of my songs and was like telling me how addicted she was at li- to listening to the song. Oh, and I was wow. just like, like people were around. Like I just wasn't, I've been, <laughs> I had been by myself all day right. before I got there. And like, I don't know, that just made me feel on top of the world. Yeah. Man. And it was just like, whoa, you actually listen to this? Like, yeah, that's big. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And it's a really different middle ground from, you know, it. sometimes I think it's hard to talk about that without it sounding like you're, like, gassed up, which it didn't sound like here. Because there's the difference between, like, man, it's so cool that there are all these people listening to, like, oh, it's so cool that there was a person who listened. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of can't believe it, I guess. At least that's what I feel like for the things that we make. I'm like, wow, people really, like, a person really oh, listened to this. it trips me out. Shout yeah. out to all y'all who will listen to this right now. Whatever someone, especially someone who, like, I don't. Like, upon introduction, it's like, oh, man. I listen. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> how'd you find it? That is shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hey, shout how out do you, to y'all. How do you think about that? How do you think about making music knowing that you have a listenership? Um, I don't know. I try to keep a balance with that because I still want to keep the honesty that I have always had when I really didn't think anybody was listening. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so, but at the same time, you still have to like be aware of the message that you, yeah, you know, are sending, regardless of what it is. You know what I'm saying? But I try to keep the balance mm-hmm. with both. Yeah, it's it's cool to hear you talk about stepping back into like that that group of friends, whether it's roommates or just showing up and there's someone there. Because I, I do think of you as being someone who makes in collaboration very fully. Like I've never seen anything that you've made that was just you. Yeah, and I don't mean that in terms of feature, but I mean in terms of production, in terms of the people doing the artwork. Like you're, you're part of a like a circle that makes together beyond just like being friends. Um, what do you think? You know, obviously collaboration opens up all kinds of new possibilities, and yeah. and kind of the premise of this show is what happens when a community makes together. But for you, it seems like y'all kind of have like a squad um, of people who do different things and love each other. Mm-hmm. Where do you find? your family in this? How did you find your your people? <laughs> Pretty much kind of stripped the fat hmm. when I was, like, getting older, around, like, 17, 18. I would just see, like, what the common interest was with people that were around me or if they had, like, a similar mindset on just life in general. Yeah. And then it kind of got easy to just, like, not let people go, but, like, allow myself to grow and mm-hmm. like go through these different places even if it was like I'm going to be by myself for the next couple months or whatever 
until I'm naturally start being around people that I feel like are on the same yeah. wave as me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's how it happened. It started like with my band early on, um, The Art of Cool. It was like a band. Like I started with my that's friends. A, that's a real band name. That was right a band name, bro. We was like Were 18. Were y'all jazzy? It sounds jazzy. Very does sound very, very It jazzy. was some jazz elements, but that definitely wasn't the main That's genre. all you need to be jazzy. Jazzy is name. not jazz. Jazzy is a jazzy name. <laughs> you just need elements. Yeah, you just you need elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like six of us. We're gonna need oh, a little yeah. we're gonna need a saxophone lick at somebody go, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, there's no horns in the band. Ooh. No horns in the band. Did anyone ever wear a vest? I feel like you've worn a vest. Nah. You're the best. You're I best had a look. cardigan. We, we have, okay, so a cardigan vest distinction I'm hearing. I'm also seeing from, from, the, uh, from the affiliated that there, is, that there is some vest rumor. I don't know. I don't know. Nah. Nah. I wasn't a vest guy. The, the, <laughs> the official line is that there is no vest. No vest. Okay, I'm glad we got there that no on the mic. The group, there might have been like a, a, a bubble vest, like a that jacket. That's, that's different. Yeah. That's, that's a jacket without sleeves. That's not a vest. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a jacket where you left the sleeves in. Right. Yeah. I think the yeah. distinction is like buttons versus zippers. Mm. If your vest mm. zips, that's like a win- much less That's a winter vest. pickup okay. game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's an accessory, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, you're creating kind of within that within that crew of the, the six people. Um, let, let's go all the way back. Okay. Are you from the city? Where'd you grow up? What was your... Uh, let, let, before I give you a four-part question, where are you from in the city? <laughs> <laughs> where do I live now? No, where'd you grow up? All right, so where did I grow up? I was born in Chicago when I was like five and six. We moved further west to Hillside. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know where that is. Kind of mm-hmm. by Maywood, Bellwood, mm-hmm. Elmhurst. Mm-hmm. Getting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Deep burbs. Not really. No, I'm I moved out yeah. kind of deep okay. though from <laughs> there. Around like eighth grade, we moved further west to around Aurora area. Okay. Um, my town was called Montgomery. Probably never heard oh, of it. Wow. Yeah. Montgomery, Illinois. Montgomery, Illinois. I was like, "There's do, a Montgomery, do, Illinois." I was about to just like, as a reflex, shout out Montgomery, Illinois. But let me ask you: Does does Montgomery, <laughs> Illinois, deserve a shout out? Nah. All right, y'all don't get it. Nah, they I'm don't. Keep, I'm yeah. keeping that. They don't. Get, just, your, get your shit together, my yeah, yeah, they, Step it out, they, They're building. It's just like a lot of open fields. You know what I'm saying? Get it together. They, they're doing good, though. Okay. They're they going, right. you know. That's what we're here for. You know what I'm exactly. Um, doing the service. But yeah, so like high school, I was out there. Okay. And let's, let's talk about high school you. What was, uh, like, what, we always like, we like to ask this question a lot. What's something that now... If you could talk to 15-year-old you, you would tell them. Hmm. Whether that's would, guidance or whatever. I would probably say work every day. <laughs> work every day. Because mm. I was like, I don't know. I feel like when I was young, I knew I had charisma. And like I would use that. Yeah. To do things. No, I think I think we're all in the same in the same boat <laughs> here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, I don't know. I had like a desire to do certain things, but I wasn't as hungry. Because mm-hmm. I'll just use my charisma to like get me. Yeah, no, nah, it's bad. You are talking with teachers? Is that an example? Of where they, I have a testimony. Yeah, I have a testimony. My mom loves to embellish Speak the story. Brother Damon. Uh, so my mom tells yeah. the story when I was in like third, fourth grade. I was in a like a little private all blacks so like i was in both a little yeah. bit um 
And like my mom tells it as my teacher did my science fair project for me. <laughs> and that's that's not exactly true. Like I I did it. I had it. I had the the, the materials. I brought it. <laughs> but she then like organized it. We like right. we like left the whole class. I don't know. Somebody else was watching the class for like 20, 40, 20 to 40 wow. minutes. We went to the computer she lab. And she like put the sections where they were supposed <laughs> to go. And they gave me an A. <laughs> oh man. Wow. You're just like, look, I, I appreciate like, you. I did the I, I did you. the experiment or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, but like I did like here is the hypothesis. Here yeah, is yeah. the conclusion. She like, here's she how it's broke it all go. down for and you. I like, did it did my homework for yeah. me and then wow. gave me an A for it. Wow. And then I won the science fair. Oh, you won Walk that project? Yeah, I won the science oh, fair two years in a row. I'm calling for a recount on that science <laughs> yeah, that's, fair. That's, that is some bull. Was she the judge of the science <laughs> fair? <laughs> I think she was. <laughs> that's some charisma right there. That's charisma. <laughs> oh, so you didn't have science fair charisma, but what, what, no, what was, charisma. Where was that being applied? That charisma. It wasn't good for my development, though. I'll just say that. Finessing nah. your way through life. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, I still think I worked hard. I I just feel like, I mean, in school. Like, I was on the basketball team and, like, shit like that. And I feel like, I don't know, older people just liked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was just, yeah. I don't know, it got me into, like, certain positions. Yeah. 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 That's such an interesting thing, that, like, precociousness. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Do you think that, did it make it harder for you to connect with people your own age? Nice use no. of precocious. Can we, do, can we get a, a communal definition? Precocious meaning, at least for me, like kind of like wise beyond your years but there it doesn't actually go. mean you're wise it just means that like grown-ups are like oh you are ahead of where we expect and there's you also to be something like outward about it right like if you're precocious you usually have like some high energy yeah but it's of. like a mature like a maturity that's unexpected all right for the people there you go, there you go. education right there, there yeah you go. the more you know <laughs> i feel like i have i mean i have five siblings uh, and i'm the second to youngest mm. So most of my life, like we're all spread out. So most of my life, I was just always around older people. Okay. And I feel like that shaped me in a way to just move a certain way and yeah. like have a certain outlook on things where like people 10, ye- 10 years older than me look at this situation in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm kind of starting to look at it in that way instead of my friends kind of looking at it. Yeah, you have the you know, example of yeah. how someone else is handling something. Yeah. So when did you start thinking about like craft and art making and and that kind of creative outlet? Um I would probably say around 13, 14. Like And so which where are we at in the in the suburban progression at this point? In the suburban progression. That was the move. Mhm. The move. I moved halfway through the year, my 7th oh, grade year. Brutal. So That I should be th- illegal. Bro. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to be pulled out of your seventh grade move. And I went to the same school for like seven years, Ooh. like kindergarten through seventh grade. Oh, like tough. knew the same people. Oh, you had a homeboy or two. Oh, your, your, lifelong friends yeah. at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I moved halfway through the year or and had two. to like. <laughs> you had at least two strong, yeah. solid homeboys. And they changed. They, a couple of them changed every about yeah. four years. Yeah. But yeah. you had the time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you were still seal. Right, right. You know, but. Yeah, I moved halfway through the year, so it was around yeah thirteen. And and what got you? Was it putting pen to pad? Was it listening to more music? Like what what was the entry point for you? Well, throughout my whole life, like when I was around seven, I went to California and to see my grandfather, mm. and I watched the Temptations movie. That'll do it. 
And like, oh man, <laughs> it just inspired me. I was like seven years old. And from then on, I wanted to perform. I wanted to make music. I just saw the progression of like their lives. And like, I just saw myself kind of mm. in in that. You know what I'm saying? It just sparked you had a something. Conk. <laughs> a conk. <laughs> yeah. <Some> just, <laughs> it just hit me. Really, though, for real. I need four dudes in matching suits. What am I doing with my life? I'm seven. <laughs> right, though. I have no sequence of my wardrobe right now. I no, I wanted, the, I wanted the perm. Yeah, I wanted yeah, the Bro, the like, it's crazy. Oh, I wanted all of that, so bro. I wanted all of was that. Was Grandpa a music person, or he just happened to be on it? He just, it, so he just happened to have this movie, as mm. well as, like, Friday and a bunch of other movies. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Man, your life could have gone a whole different direction if you watched Friday first. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> bits and pieces But um, yeah. yeah No it just sparked something But I feel like I didn't exercise it From like that time To 12 really But like At 13 I feel like I needed Something You know what I'm saying Yeah in that in between time Were you watching performers Cause that's something that I remember doing Is like Listening to the radio And listening to how people talked on the radio When I was like 10 yeah, man. I was always watching interviews mm. <laughs> like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's really crazy. Just to just to get in depth with artists that I loved yeah. and I only knew them through their art, but then like to see things before maybe they passed or before they became who I know them as, like what was their mindset? Yeah. Who were some of the folks that for you you were like fixated on or you were watching all their interviews or going in depth with? And it doesn't have to be when you were eight. It could be later. It could be later. Um, Basquiat. Mm. Mm. Like, I feel like around the time when I was in college, like my first year, I was still out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And it was around the time that I was shedding that fat that I was telling y'all about. Mm-hmm. And I was really just by myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like I needed to find more parts of me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I was just watching him and like looking at his interviews and like he was kind of strange to me like but I saw myself, you know, mm-hmm. in his just desire to create and like not let anything stop him from yeah. creating and not be defined externally like whatever expectations someone especially in an interview with him. Oh yeah. Whatever expectations the interviewer had coming in, he was going to intentionally disrupt that and be like no no no. You're on my time. Yeah. This is not for you. This is for me. I'm going to make you, like, get on my level, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else about him did you appreciate? This is the... See, this is this put me through a time. But it was like... When he was, like, homeless. Mm-hmm. And him going through that journey of being on his own, leaving home. Mm-hmm. And, like, really deciding that he was going to become this painter and this artist you know and like the 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 meeting he had with Andy Warhol and like the first time they met and he like gave him the paintings on the postcards and just the hustle I don't know I just you saw the movie with Jeffrey Wright yeah you say that was it not good I thought it it was good no it's not that good I just didn't like the hair (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I feel like Kid Cudi I feel like Kid Cudi would play an amazing Ooh, yeah, that movie should be made. I think, and he's I, acted too. I think it would be good for us. I don't think it would be good for him. 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Cuddy like too close to for comfort. Yeah, type. I don't think he needs yeah. to go. But that's to yeah, but that's just. But it would be a great movie. Yeah. like Heath Ledger. Joker yeah, 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 shit. yeah. Let's keep yeah. let's let's keep him away from that. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about Cuddy since we're going on the like inspirational oh, oh, thing. Man. Damon, I was never like a huge Cuddy guy, but Damon, I know for you that yeah, was like yeah. the guy. Yeah, no, Cuddy, Cuddy did become my guy. I don't know, like <clears throat> I guess, and it's weird because you know I think now he like uses more of the like explicit language around like well-being and and health and depression uh nah he was kind of always on that but like without but he didn't say it in the songs and so i just happened to find it at a time where i guess i would have these like little spouts of depression in high school that i didn't really realize because like things were going good yeah on paper yeah and like i kind of came late so like after man on the moon came out then i started hearing all his mixtapes yeah and just like having them like you know back when limewire like so like my ipod wasn't organized and just like songs i wouldn't know the names to just getting me through and then really when man on the moon 2 came out which is when i first came to college uh came to college that was weird when i first went to we're not Mm -hmm. this is not college right now (laughs) (laughs) when i first went to college and i had spent a lot of time alone and isolated uh you know th- th- that man on the moon too, specifically the song Revivab was kind of just like a a linchpin. Like you know, it was yeah. it was a, a foundation for me. So I, yeah, I just have love for him. And then and, and then also at that time, I kind of like accidentally absorbed his aesthetic. It was like <laughs> at some point in your I did life. not realize it, but I was like walking around like Kid Cudi in the. Yeah. Um, in the day and night video for like eighteen months. Oh yeah, <laughs> you had the and everywhere halfway yep, on yep, your yep. head. David went big on the beating. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere I went, people said I looked like Cuddy, and so then that like, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. But I think point. for like a generation of us, there's like a lot. They of people, are a lot of especially like black men. Yeah, that like got that experience from him. We needed Cuddy. We, we needed Cuddy. Mm-hmm. What do you we mean by that? Were, were you a Cuddy guy? I wasn't like a. Uh, Cuddy head like obsessed with <laughs> I Cuddy. I wasn't a head either. I was like there are you were, no, you were no. a beanie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got some homies who like literally Cuddy saved their life. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was not No, but like he has that. Yeah. He has that. You know what I'm saying? Just from being as open as he was in his darkest times, like yeah. you can feel that. Like he ha- doesn't have the most perfect voice and like all of that. Yeah. But people sing his shit. Yeah. So hard, you and know it's what so I'm visceral and like guttural. Like it feels like he, yeah, it feels like he's singing from like his stomach, like his chest, yeah. in that way that like it had to come out, and he's just like opening the door to it. It's interesting what people like. There are so many great artists who that experience doesn't like. They didn't save people's lives. Like their art is great. The 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 craft of it is amazing. They might even have like millions of fans. Yeah, but like that kind of like direct link of like this is serving this role for somebody of giving them something that they didn't even know they needed. I just think that's really rare, um, and I can't even really think of who it would be for me. But I, I know that there are people like 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 that. Was there anyone for you who like there? It, it served someone you didn't know personally, but it served that role. What do you think? I'm Dave? sorry, <laughs> no, I just made a weird face. I just realized like those three people for me would, would be. Cuddy, Kanye, and Kendrick, and that's just like a KKK thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and I just didn't, I never consciously realized that, but those, yeah, those are my guys. Um, that's very funny. <laughs> you might need I'll one say, more. <laughs> one more K. <Yeah. laughs> um, I would say Kanye is definitely one. I would say 
the MF Doom is one. Yeah. I feel like when I first uh, heard Mad Villainy, yeah. it was at a certain point in my life where, where I just needed something new. Mm. And like and he is that if nothing else. Yeah. Oh man, it was new to me. Like at that in that moment, like I got it late. Like and I'm okay because I feel like I got a lot of things late. Hmm. Shout out to late. Yeah. <laughs> I mean late meaning like I didn't grow up on a yeah, lot of right. things yeah. because I don't know. My parents are. You were in Montgomery. You know. I was in Montgomery. <laughs> what, what were you gonna say about your parents? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, they're I'm they're pastors. Ah. Yeah. Both of them, they're co-pastors. Of, yeah. Cue the my parents were pastors sound. <laughs> like we've had several of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. And so my life was different. Like, I mean, yeah, no, let's you get, know what I'm saying? No, let's get into it. Like, and I had older brothers who, as I got older, they were like, okay, no. <laughs> they're like, okay, now you can listen to the Fugees. Right, right, now right. you can listen to Outcast. Like, as I got older, you know, yeah. but in the house, we listening to Fred Hammond, we listening to Kirk Franklin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We listening to people like that. So what what is your relationship to that part of your upbringing in the church now or and or so you can answer either or both of these okay. questions? What is your relationship to it now or how do you like look back at that time or reflect on it? Um, I see it very differently now. Um. In what sense? Just when you don't really have a choice, mm-hmm. you just you just go with you go with it, and you know I was open. I opened up. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like I did, but then I needed to explore without, like, while I when I had the choice, yeah. which was like 17, 18, like leaving the house. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, okay, now where do I stand with it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is it relationship? Is it like, does it have to look like my parents? Right. Or can I find it in another way? You know, while still appreciating that. Mm Because I feel like I got a lot of nuggets that people didn't get growing up. Just Mm -hmm. in how to treat people and stuff like that. But, you know, I need to find Religion is full of some good nuggets. Oh, yeah. There are some good nuggets scattered throughout. Mm -hmm. What's your relationship? And you don't have to answer this, of course. But what's your relationship to... Um, whether it's like the organized piece of it or just like faith now for you? Um, I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm more spiritual first than mm-hmm. I am physical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just in terms of my relationship with people, it's literally about their spirit before it's about like who they seem to be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like... It's not. It's like these are just shells to to me. Yeah. So I'm I'm a spiritual person. You know what I'm saying? Um, what was the second question? No, I think it was a it was a one parter. I'm interested in what you just said by these are just shells. You mean like our physical selves? Our physical our physical selves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm kind of obsessed with like still finding my true true self. And I feel like mm-hmm. I find it a lot. You know, with being around you know other people and having dialogue. Yeah. And I find it in making my art hmm. so <clears throat> do you feel like you're getting closer or there it- i get closer every time every right. every day you know what i'm saying with just like i was talking to my homie about this yesterday just being self-aware yeah. like how many how many things that covers just being self-aware it's like okay how do i feel right now yeah what's my mental health right now yeah. you know what i'm saying but then it's like you got to balance that out with like how did this come across to this person i know it doesn't 
we don't want that to matter and shit. But it's like no, it does. We're social it matters. Being, We're no. social beings. You got to put yourself in their shoes and be empathetic in that way. So it's like that's constantly being self aware. Just that yeah. self evaluation. Like, where do I stand right now? Like, what what vibe am I giving off to? Yeah people around me you know and, it, and it's you know I, I said like are you getting closer but I, I don't think there's ever like a thing where you reach it right mm-hmm. it's like the you said something a while back dame that has really stuck with me about healing and it's like the point isn't to be healed you're never going to be healed it's about like the process like the on the ongoing process of healing is the thing yeah that's being because yeah. i mean literally that's what it means to be healthy right? yeah like heal th- yeah, know, it's like health heal is thigh. the ability is, to heal. <laughs> I missed the thigh. I that was right there in my fingertips and I jagged. Oh man, that's why we that's why we talked about oh. <laughs> heal cool. thyself. Yeah, no, nah, just, just hanging on the rim right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know that, that that's that's what we're striving for is to never be, you know, perfect or impenetrable because that's unrealistic, but to be in a place of constantly regenerating constantly you know almost like some uh i've been real interested about like wolverine now the more i think about that concept like he's super dope because it's not that he doesn't get stabbed or get shot it's not like superman where it bounces right right like you see the skin ripping apart but he just heals way too fast and like Hmm. that is kind of what what being healthy is both physically is like the ability to to like recuperate Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to have the things that you need to like get strong again not to just never not be strong so inter- yeah you need those cuts yeah yeah internally with like yeah. how you're breathing how you treat your spine how you, you yeah. know, your body but then also externally like right like are you constantly putting in the nutrients yeah you need to you know have energy the next day that's why mm-hmm. we all sluggish all the time because we're eating in a way that does not we're eating pizza us. out here before we but go into the podcast. pears i do see you, you see me you know balance a little and slice of apple, pizza so. with the pear and the apple <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is a, a unnecessary side note but i'm going to share it anyway all side notes are both necessary and unnecessary. <laughs> and unnecessary. <laughs> so it was damon's birthday over the weekend True. and uh there's a related. thank you a thank little you. a little kickback of sorts and it was very fun, and it gave me one of my an opportunity that I'm very grateful for, mm-hmm. which is that at about two thirty in the morning, standing on the street on Fifty First Street <laughs> in Bishop, I could just a group of people. I could just say, "I'll be right back." Walk to the back of my car and just hand everyone two to three pairs. Yeah. I had a box of about forty pairs in my trunk. What? And uh, you kept saying it like, "Yeah, no, there's way more than." <laughs> I'm just really glad that at 26, I'm a person who drives around with a box of pears in my trunk. I think that that, when we talk about How the do you ongoing explain process, yourself? So, I'll go into it a little bit. So, there's a, a this woman named Oriana who's a farmer who, one of my other gigs is that I sell vegetables at the Logan Square Farmer's Market. Listeners okay. come through on a Sunday, 10 to 3. I'll, at the uh, square? Yeah, right at the square. I'll tell okay. you right now that if you see me there and you say that you're an Ergo listener, I will give you free vegetables. Oh. That's a the opposite of a sponsorship (laughs) is that I give away other people's things (laughs) for listening to our show. Um, But there's this woman, Oriana, who sells next to us and she she has kind of an amazing story. So she she was born in China. She lived there for the first 14 years of her life. Then when she was 14, her family came to the States and she was just like, talk about precocious. She was like, no, I'll see y'all in America. I'm going to spend three months just traveling around Europe by myself as a (laughs) 14-year-old Chinese girl who doesn't speak any English. So she just did that, came to the States, made a life here, Got married, had a couple kids, and her whole life, like, she missed the flavor of these pears that she grew up eating, and she couldn't find them anywhere. And then she heard about this dude in the Western Burbs 
maybe this is shout out Montgomery. Maybe. Uh, it could have been a Montgomery who had <laughs> uh, these Asian pear trees. So she went and she learned, she like met him, just knocked, called him out of the phone book, knocked on his door. He showed her how to grow them. She started growing them in her backyard in Skokie. And she had like two or three trees there. And then about 25 years ago, her and her husband at the time bought this land two and a half hours outside of the city. And over those 25 years, she she now has 490 trees. And she has gra- she like knows how to graft different kinds of pear together onto the same tree yeah. and like make these incredible hybrids. And the trees are just this beautiful, beautiful rolling hills. Um, and then not to put all of her business out here, but her husband left. And so now it's just her. She's nah. like in her mid seventies with 490 trees and you know, she's devoted her whole life. So we went up and we helped her pick. You found uh, the super, pl- you were like the Frank Lucas of pears. <laughs> <laughs> you went straight to the source. You got the shit uncut. <laughs> Sitting over a table at a smoky speakeasy. So <laughs> I'm going to invite you. To, we're going to stay at the side note. I'm going to invite you into okay. this conversation because I don't, I don't know where, where you sit with it. Uh, so my, bur- my birthday was phenomenal for me. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm an advocate. Of shrooms, of mushrooms, okay. for those who don't know. Okay. Uh, and I was able to procure some and then take some. But I was the only one really <laughs> with them. And I've been embarrassed to talk about this in public, hmm. but the microphone is on and now my, you know, I'm more, more my this truth. This isn't public. So <laughs> what I felt was that I opened up a portal uh-huh. and that like tell everybody, it felt like everybody else was on shrooms too. I've been in the room mm. where we're all on shrooms. And I've been in the room where I'm the only one. This and was the only time more, yeah. I was the only one, but it felt like at a certain point when I reached my height, everybody, I don't know, people had just been drunk. No, you got, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It was a very, you were, you were an observer. A, it was a very like, were you there? I was you there. Right, it was there. a very like laughing, heavy time. Like people were just loose and relaxed. I felt some telepathic. And I think part of it, well, I don't know about the telepathy, but I will say it was because you were so free to laugh that then it made me, and I think other people more happier to laugh. Okay, it's interesting how that can how that can happen, and it goes to kind of what you were saying. And I, I think about it like in a creative process thing of like when one person can set the tone of like we're free to just make or we're free to relax or we're free to like think about things in a different way. Other people are like, all right, sure, I'll go through that portal. <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, I'll ro- I'll roll with it. So that's what I felt. I'm not. I don't know. I was like, are the these things radio? Because they were like in my pocket. So I'm like. Are- are they like literally affected people? All right, no, those are some I real mushroomy <laughs> thoughts, there, David. I don't think that's no, how it works. I know, I know that. I know that's not how it works. That's why I was like, did I just discover yeah. something or did something new just happen? No, I think you were just. Yeah, I was just Right. <laughs> I was just bugging. <laughs> So back to church. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so did, did were you uh, were you like in tune with the music? Yeah, I was on the praise team. Word. <laughs> I was on the praise team. One yeah. of the greatest transitions we've ever done. Yeah. On the show. <laughs> well, what was that like? Well, yeah, <laughs> man. Musically, like, what were you hearing? Yeah. What were you learning musically? Oh, I was learning. I was just learning a lot about um, just like harmony, and you know, listening to someone else, mm. not just me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's it's a big difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at the around the same time, like I was in high school, so I was just, you know, doing that, kind of getting chops up. And then like I got with the band a little bit after that. And I was kind of doing them both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So that was just helping. Like Did you play an instrument too, or is it always vocals? 
it was always like writing and vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was writing. I was in a group with my homie Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. What was I, that group called? Oh man, please. It was called Fundamental and Basic. Was one of you fundamental and the other one basic? <laughs> I was basic. <laughs> Did you decide? And I just that you fell. In, I just fell right into it. Yeah, no, I decided it because it was supposed to be we both on the basketball team and shit. And it was like, okay, well, yeah, we just keeping it to the fundamentals and uh, basics. Uh, man. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. forget all the fluff. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that's what it was. We're running, we're running a three man weave so right funny. now. Oh man, <laughs> straight bounce. That passes. name. <laughs> that name. Dribbling with one hand the whole time. <laughs> The gar hand up, though. right? The basics, <laughs> the basics. But yeah, and was this something that you were taking seriously? Was oh, so serious. Yeah, it got my fire. It, it built that fire, man. Like hmm. one of our like older, like big big brother figures um, that we like knew from church. Actually, he was just like, "All right, this is what y'all gonna do." Y'all gonna be a group. You know what I'm saying? We were like getting on his production. He was like making beats in Garage Band, and we were like. He would, like, have us in the room, like, this is the concept of this song. And we yeah. were, like, right around it. And it was supposed to be, like, on some, like, Puff Daddy, like, oh. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bad boy. Like, that's that's who we which, were trying to emulate. Was he like, envisioning which himself is, as the Puff right, yeah, of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it which was, is the opposite of fundamental and basic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We had some things we had to figure out. But <laughs> Puffy is the end one basketball of rap. <laughs> Right. He's like a globe trotter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But it was like helping me learn how to conceptualize right. songs. No, but shout out to Big Bro. Yeah. What's his name? Drew. Shout out Drew. Shout out to Drew, man. Yeah, much love to he, Drew. <laughs> he helped us like really figure out, you know, what was performing. Like we would go to schools and hand out CDs. And like mm-hmm. one time in, at our high school, it was Valentine's Day. He was like, all right, y'all going to hand out these CDs. They had like red, like shiny casing. Mm-hmm. We like wrapped them with bows. He was like, "You gonna hand them, to, hand them out to all the girls." So we like, we did it. We had our bags, and we was like giving them to all the girls. Like, and this like is excellent marketing, to be honest. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Just like was, marketing, like high school social dynamics, like yeah. that. That bad. Well played. All of that, and so I don't know. It just. <laughs> It kind of just started it up, man. Yeah. Oh no, I need to know more about how this Valentine's how demo did this play out. Yeah. Yeah. What What was the response? How did? Oh, you... the response was good. We had like two or three songs on there. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Our pictures were like on the CD. We had on like these yellow T-shirts. No vest, still, still no, no vest. vest. It's Valentine's. Ah. I'm gonna find a vest did, in this history. Somewhere. I did have on like a, a velvet blazer. Ah, uh, okay. That's that's. You yeah. know how I said that a puffy vest is a jacket with no sleeves. <laughs> a, a velvet ja- a velvet jacket is a vest with sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vest with sleeves. Yeah. Velvet. <laughs> and so, I had like yeah. no dreads. I didn't even have glasses on. I wore glasses, but, but I didn't. You took wear, them off for the picture. It was, it was too much of a we glare. This it is. Just... This, this all makes sense, and it just feels so like early '90s to me. I don't know why, but like the That's way we're kind of how yeah. we were emulating. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like taking those guerrilla tactics and yeah. like bringing them to you know. And there's mid-2000s. a you know, there's a big story that in Chicago. You know that's. Like in the in the traditional chance narrative of like, and kids these days and all that stuff of like them going to high schools and posting up and giving out tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, you know some of that still works. So is there any piece of that kind of even if it's not the same tactics of that mentality that you still use now and how you get your music and out and how you connect with new fans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, two things. First thing, 
for the first time, I opened up for um, this artist named Yellow Days. Mm-hmm. He's an artist from the UK. Um, and I opened up for him when he came to Sub T. And that show was sold out already before I was even on the bill. Like, he's he's killing it right now. Um, but I know that none of the fans that were there to see him knew who I was. Right. Um, but after the show, it was my first time ever, like, being in a time where I could, like, talk to a bunch of people that I didn't know and, like, get a response yeah. face-to-face with them. And I don't know. That just meant a lot to me to, like— start talking to you know people that i know like never heard of me before you know and it was just like a whole new group of people just wasn't like my friends or friends of friends that came to a show you know what i'm saying that's one thing but the second thing is when we planned my release party it was the first time it was just like me ron and my other manager doug and like we were like going out and like putting posters up around the city and putting posters you know what i'm saying like wicker park humble wherever we were and that was my first time, like, really doing that. Hmm. And, I mean, people would tell me, like, that they saw them, you know what I'm saying, up on this gate over here, up, you yeah. know, over by this coffee shop. And I feel like it just built some sort of buzz for people to even want to come or just, to, like, think about, oh, he actually went out and put this up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't know. And it could be either they go, oh, he actually went out and put it or like, oh, he must be big enough that he has people out here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to do that type of shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need I need that. Yeah. Because even when we were in uh, the Art of Cool, like we always used to say the fans were were our family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like I just kind of carry that through everything. It's amazing how much more effective doing things in real life is than online. Like we we think because so much of this music industry or even just how we communicate in general has moved in that in that way, but things really do. The connections you make are stronger. The experiences you have are more meaningful. The opportunities that open up are bigger yeah. when you are willing to leave your house and go do things. And it's something as someone who doesn't like to leave home <laughs> that I really struggle with or, or wrestle with. But mm-hmm. it really is true. Like things just work better. And are bigger when you leave your house and you yeah. go and you put the sign up rather than posting on Instagram ten times. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. How you, <clears throat> how you doing with like the energy level of that of just like the, the hustle necessary activity that is needed to be like in the world in a community in an art yeah. scene while balancing your own humanity and your own need to like yeah. rest and sometimes be isolated. Is, is is that something you're finding a good balance or flow on outside of like I'm performing today. I'm working like, on it. Show up. I'm working on it because mm. I like to just be at the crib. You know, and shout it's out like, to the crib. Shout out to the crib. Um, <laughs> I like to be at the, the crib. crib. I, I mean, not to even to go too in depth, but like You're I've had depth. situations where I couldn't just be at the crib. You mm. know what I'm saying? Just like my journey since I've been in Chicago has been a roller coaster. Mm. Just like priorities, just yeah, at different places and as much or as little as you want to share, of course. But is there any? It's kind of all in the music, to be honest with you. (laughs) But it's like I don't know, like niggas wasn't paying rent, like niggas was young and just like I'm about to get it off the music and like just. But like, if you on the street, and that was that Basquiat. That's what I was trying to emulate, but. It was hurting me. It was just hurting me. Because, mm. like, I was too focused on now, like, hurting 
my brother because he just letting me stay at the crib and then hurting you know what i'm saying this person and this person so i feel like i needed to get that and be like okay now i just can't be at the crib because this ain't really my crib so right. I have to just go out and just be working and be at the studio or, you know, be wherever. Now I'm kind of in a place where, like, okay, I got the studio at the crib. Right. It's my crib. You know what I'm saying? I can be there and just, like, get my thoughts together. And, like, y'all yeah. know me as, like, a huge collaborator. I kind of had to be, hmm. like, mm. for a while. Because the resources to just make, my, yeah. Yeah, it was just, like... I, I didn't have anything like I didn't have and you don't really have to have anything but it's like I, like I'm always with my friends you know what I'm saying and then the Burns twins thing came up and like I was just all, always with them like we're yeah. just working and then I'm working with my homies on like my project and I was just always with people hmm. and it's like now I'm kind of like yeah I mean I do want to go out and support this person and like go to their event and so I, I got to do that more you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I feel like I do it, but I feel like I need to do it more. But I'm so happy that I can be at the crib and, like, by myself, like, have a clear mind. Yeah, and, it's such know. a relief, right, to have a little yeah. bit of stability. Yeah. And sometimes when it, – it, I mean, it sounds like there was a period where that stability wasn't there and you were kind of reliant – or not necessarily reliant, but, like, your ability to – be creative was reliant on the resources of other people or the connection no, to other people. I was always creative because I would be doing a lot of that shit in my own time. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to go to other people for like certain things, whether it's like a, yeah. the engineer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I have finally got a laptop after two years of like not having one and just being able to conceptualize ideas there. Right. Then go to other people and, you know, like, I yeah, don't know. No, I understand what you're saying. It was just like to flesh things out, like I needed to do certain things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So where are you at now? And I know the the new the newest project, uh, Elevate, is really strong and I've, I've enjoyed it. And it does seem like the... Like the craftsmanship of beyond just the the writing, but also the mixing and the engineering and the the way that the audio quality is layered and interesting and intriguing is something that really stuck out to me. Um, were there pieces of that project that felt like, ah, oh, finally I can like make the thing the way I've heard it in my head? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of those songs are old, bro. Some of those songs are old, and like. They are not the songs that they started out as because I just would not let them go. And I feel like from where I was in my life at the time with just bouncing around and just being in so many different places, I feel like I was holding on to my project like the same way. Like hmm. when I got my life together, my project was done. Like, and I feel like they went hand in hand. Huh. And because I was mixing them for months and like it just wasn't where I needed it to be in my mind, but also I wasn't where I needed to be. So then like when I finally got the resource where I was like, oh, now it can sound yeah. how I need it to sound. And like all the songs are done and I made it with my friends, like the way I wanted to make it. Like mm -hmm. only three people made these beats. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Luke, Felix, and Brian Sanborn. Luke Titus. Yeah. No, that's the oh, dream team right oh, now. No, I mean, that's... And like, <laughs> they're the only ones who worked on it. So like, 
it was either them or me and my homie Jasper. Like when they're all on tour with whoever yeah. they're on tour with, it's me and Jasper MacRae, my homie and my like engineer who was working on it with me. Like we're just switching shit. And, like you know, in the midst of the Burns Twin shit and in the midst of like everything, like we're just working on this one thing. You know what I'm saying? And doing whatever we got to do. Yeah. Then I took it to Matt Hennessy and he just yeah. made it what it is <laughs> someone's, someone's got to do and it should be us we got to get it together like a like a round table with the three of them with brian luke and felix because like their impact right now on everything in this city is so huge and they've like carved this incredible incredible not niche but like space for themselves oh yeah where like they're they're and not just as a listener, like for you to say it that way, and I've heard other people who've worked with the three of them, like they're doing something that nobody else can do. And, and, and the people who work with them like appreciate that so much. Um, what is it for you about what they bring to the table that felt so unique? I mean, they're my friends. Right. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally like, that's just what I base my everything yeah, off of, bro. Yeah. And it's like, now that I'm like 24, about to be 25 next week. Ooh, Shout out! Th- by the time this comes out, it'll be yeah, it'll be your birthday. My birthday's October 6th. So okay. Um, but it's always just been that, and like me and Felix, like we were in the band together, so we were in the Art of Cool. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. that band. Right. It was me, him, Blake Davis, and Leslie Shoki, Zach Cochetta. They they're all doing their thing um, in the suburbs, but but yeah, like. We were all a band. Okay, you know what right. I'm saying? So we were, the band was crazy. The band was crazy. It was mixing Is that music available anywhere? I think we have the songs on um, YouTube. All right. I might mm. have to do do some research. Put some yeah, man. It was, it was raw, mm-hmm. but it was us. It was just like mm-hmm. a bunch of, like the, the girl who played the keys, she was like classically trained. So she's bringing that to the table. Our drummer like came from like hardcore music. So he was playing double bass. Wow. And then like I was like rapping and singing, Blake singing. And then we had another MC who was just ridiculous, Ryan Miller. And like, and then we had Felix and he was playing bass. He wasn't even playing wow. keys. He was playing bass in the band. And it was like, this is like, it was just a crazy dynamic. Yeah, yeah. But to keep going with that, once that kind of we molded out of that into just being our singular artist, we were still like, okay, we're all homies. Um, me, Felix, and Jasper moved into a crib uh, 18th in California, and I feel like that was the start of when we met um, Brian and Luke. I had might I maybe met them like once or twice before that, but like we never kicked it. Mm-hmm. And Ron was actually throwing a show. It was the Jay Dilla tribute mm-hmm. at Sub T. And we j- had just moved into the crib on 18th of California. And, like, we had no neighbors below us. Ooh, we needed a, a place to rehearse. Yeah, so we rehearsed in yeah. our living room. <laughs> and it's literally, like, it's Felix on keys. I think Dolly Austin was there. Oh, Matt Skills uh, on bass. We had Luke on drums. Uh, Luna Day was there. Catho oh, was there. Emily was there. Like we're sitting, we're all in there. Getting it in. <laughs> like yeah. it was crazy, bro. Like it's literally crazy looking back at it. But like we just started cooking after that. Like just like linking up and just being cool and just yeah. hanging out. And we just started making, you know, shit. Like me and the three of them just making shit. And we just got cool after that. That's you know really, what I'm saying? I think that's a really important part of 
probably everywhere, but I think the Chicago story, uh, whether it's where people live or whether it's a, a space somebody has rented out or has a lease to, when once there's a collective space, that's been the foundation yeah. of so All much the of the movement, stuff, yeah. so much of the collective, so much, you know, whether it's them people, whether it's the old yeah. Save Money story, like there's always a spot. Yeah. And like we whether need, it's classic for that you know yeah, like classic, there, there's yeah. a home where people yeah. are and they, they know when they go there that their people are there and, and a lot of times it is the crib for somebody right yeah. Yeah. Like somebody. we just had shout that out crib. to the crib let's get yeah. back to yeah. Yeah. we had that crib we had no we had no furniture in the living room like because it was the rehearsal we just yeah. didn't we didn't care about that. Did like, neighbors ever move in downstairs? Yes, they did. Uh, we got in a lot of trouble. We got yeah. a lot of trouble. <laughs> I feel like that did not end well. No, we couldn't. We what couldn't what happened? Uh, oh, we got kicked out of there. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> being clear. above, like, because sound goes down. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, bad. Especially, you got the, the kick drum. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and Jasper was running sessions out of his room nonstop, <laughs> nonstop, all times of the day. Uh, yeah, they didn't like I'm it. I'm really glad I didn't live under you. Oh, yeah. Because I might, even if I liked the music, I still probably wouldn't want it constantly. Yeah, yeah, constantly. For as long as when up, they when, when they use the sleep. broom, it's like in time to the syncopation. <laughs> like, that's the key. It's just added to Definitely. the recording, you know? Definitely. So I want to fast forward, like, to, I want to fast forward to now as we get closer to to wrapping up. And with this project where you said songs are, are old and it, it kind of took you getting to the place where you were had your feet under you before the music could be out in the world. Yeah. Um, what feels exciting to you right now? Where do you feel, I'm, I'm going to ask you to do the zoom out of like, if this is the, you know, the movie script of your life, like where are we in that story and where do you think we'll be, you know, a year, two years from now? And it's fine if you can't answer that question. I'm it's still in the first quarter. It still feels like the first act? Yeah. Okay. You're going full biopic. I like that. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. but, like, I know I got a destiny, and I don't know what it's going to look like, but I feel the energy of it. Hmm. But I know where I'm at. I'm at the, I'm still in the first quarter. Hmm. But I feel like I gained knowledge that I needed to get. Some people get it earlier. Some people get it later. I feel like I got it a little later. <laughs> but I feel like I got it at the perfect time. And not too late. No, not yeah. late. Not You're late still, at all. Not late at all. Young. I'm early. early. <laughs> But I feel like I'm going into now a more mature state in my life. Mm. And I feel like it's like I just had gut check time. Mm. What do you mean? Just like deciding like, okay, if you're going to do it, do it big. If you're yeah. going to go in, don't stick your toe in, jump in. Like yeah. I had to do that at a certain point and just be like, okay. I'm taking everything full force, you know what I'm saying? Like putting the responsibility on myself because like nobody's going to do shit for you. Like nobody, you know, so mm -hmm. you kind of got to check yourself. Hmm. And that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm very early. I feel that I'm going to be in the room with people that I once looked at as above yeah. as equals yeah and i feel like i decided that when i was like 19 20 i was just like these people are like dope but they're just people and right. i'm on that same level like mm -hmm. you know and so yeah i used to see things before they happen like in my dreams like all the time like mm. let's just like being in a room with tyler the creator like being in a room with Kanye being in a room with these people like 
just like not necessarily those people, but like what they're looked at as. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just that same energy, like that same energy for mm-hmm. real. Like that same energy. Like I know, like I just feel that in me. I feel that <clears throat> in the people that I'm surrounding myself with, like that capability yeah. and like not just the charisma, but the hard work to back it up right. and like just you know doing your own doing size you project. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah doing exactly. your own size project. <laughs> exactly. there is no there is but the teacher is still being you there yeah. you know what i'm saying and still you know hmm. taking heed to what the teacher's saying too you know what i'm saying who are the teachers at this point um i feel like my relationship with my parents is different mm-hmm. mm. And they're teaching me in a different way. I feel like we're more equals now. Mm, that's all, that's big. When you can see your parents' humanity, that's like... Yeah, you... and I feel like I got to help them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Huh? And I got to like... They've helped me and got me to where I'm at. Like, And I feel like I got to get to the point where I'm really taking care of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's getting... It's, you know, that's just a cycle. Right. So it's like... They got to take care of me to a certain point, and then I'm going to have to take care of them. But there's this great, or at least there can be this great in-between period. Oh, yeah. Where no one's, where, like, it's just. That's where we're at right now. You're like, oh, shit, we're just grown-ups. That's where we're at. We're just grown-ups. We're just grown-ups hanging. Man, (laughs) it's it's beautiful. Like, I can talk to them and be honest and be like, okay, things I couldn't say back then I was doing or things, you know. Yeah. We can talk about it and and have an even playing field and dialogue so, this growing up shit is so weird yeah. <laughs> it's so nice and meaningful and important and so weird like if you had told me at 16 that one of the most important things to me was going to be that i saw my parents as people i would have been like what are you talking about but that is like at the center of like what i care about and, what, and it sounds like what you're saying like that is transformational yeah yeah so so would you say um because like what i heard was you know, somewhat of like a restrictive environment. At least they at least weren't they weren't that restrictive. Culturally. But yeah, culturally. Right, right, right. Like we couldn't even say shut up in the house. Right. Like it was like, you know what I'm saying? So, so as you've become an art maker that that makes things outside of the church, what did they have to grow quickly to like have a relationship to your work and to, to how you It wasn't quick. It wasn't quick. And um, do they listen to your music? Hell no. Hmm. No. You know what? I didn't mean to say it like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, hell's a curse word, young man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like my mom, my mom just came to my release party, mm. and there were people there, yeah. and I feel like people like I talk about my mom and my dad all the time because it's like you got to think they are preaching and pastoring a church and telling people. And, like, this is how even you should raise your kids and things should mm-hmm. look like this and be like this. And I'm kind of not doing exactly right. the thing that they're preaching. So it's like they might not be fully about it, you know? Right. Because in but, some way it could be, like, a challenge to them. Yeah. and uh, Yeah. And make them look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though people know, like, your kids are your kids. They're they going to do right. what they're going to do. But I feel like when my mom came to, like, my release party... And, like, she was just able to see how serious, I mean, they knew I was serious, but, like, that things are happening, you know? Yeah. I feel like that kind of changed mm, that's a great. little bit and changed their perspective. And sometimes parents need, like, that external, like, the validation that might not even actually be that important to you 
once yeah. they can see that like it actually exists in the world to somebody else they're like yeah. oh this makes sense to me like i don't understand what you're doing in your room with your notebook <laughs> but i understand like standing on stage and performing in an audience yeah. like that that is a real thing to them yeah so shout, out, shout out to mom and pops man coming, coming along for the them. ride yeah <laughs> yeah they're here they're here they're now that we're here. talking about uh just wonderful fam familial love i think we should go the exact 180 oh, it's degrees time. it's time okay uh-uh. <laughs> uh oh. So we've no need to worry. It's You'll a, be okay. It's um. We're about to box. It's not a hot seat. It's a warm seat. It's a warm seat. It's a heated seat. <laughs> okay. So that's different, right? Which hot is, seat, which is which is ideal. Everybody wants to be in the seat. King Spa. Yes. I've been meaning to make that trip. I haven't yes. made it yet. Y'all got. You've been King recently. Spa. I've been recently. That's the sponsorship. We, we need. would. That is the sponsorship. We would. That's the <laughs> sponsorship. I need that. Yeah. Tell me about your your King Spa experience, but. Man, okay, so I didn't pay for none of the massages. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That, that they, joint's a little pricey. I didn't even need it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every room, they got so many different rooms yeah. you can go into yeah. where it's just a sauna. So I just went in the sauna, like in the locker room. That was just yeah. a steam one. You right, just sitting right. in there, just as soon as you walk in, you dripping, yeah. dripping, <laughs> for real. And like, okay, I felt pretty good after that. Yeah. And then I went into the main area. I got me some uh, kimchi soup. Okay. They they sell food there. Sweat so that, that out. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Had to sweat it out. Ended up watching Avatar. They had Avatar in the movie theater. They had everything. I was I there for the like six, theater. seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. You can stay there overnight. Yeah. You, you can, can stay, stay there, there overnight you can stay too. Stay there for 24 hours. That's so crazy. man, I was just going into all the different rooms. It was it was wonderful, man. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. That's I gotta good. make that. I gotta make that trip. This is a some week. Yeah. An un an unbacked sponsorship. Support, but I want to give the. It's more of a PSA than anything. Go sweat it out, folks. Yeah, go sweat it out. Shout out at King Spot in yeah. Nile. <laughs> so we play this game, and it is really the cornerstone of what we do. So we, you know, we went into family history. We did. We 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 got a little spiritual. <laughs> we did. You know, we we went through the art, but but this is why we're here, and it's about accountability. There's a um a crusade we've been on here okay. at Ergo Radio. There's a, a sect of the world, in at least the last 25, 30 years. It has run amok, and we shall have it no more. <laughs> we are taking a stand. We're doing the work. Okay. And that group of people is R&B singers. R&B So every week, we play the game, beef with an R&B singer. Mm. This is beef with an R&B singer with Elton. Who okay. you got beef with and why? Ray J. Oh, easy. Oh, great one. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm so happy that you were so prepared. Care to elaborate? Continue. What are the hits, bro? <laughs> one wish. No, me and my friends are just pull it talking up, pull about it up. this. One wish, Ray J. That's all you got. <laughs> the other one was the 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 beef with Kanye. Yeah. And that's just low. Yeah. <laughs> that's just low. That's petty. Yeah. I concur. He, he didn't that's say petty. That about you. No. Um, and then he had one more. What was the other one? Um what was the other one? To be honest, his biggest hit is the sex tape. That's true. Like that's that it. Is what, yeah. That is his accomplishment. And that's my beef, but he still can go. He had a song to, with Youngberg in his first that's what, that, I think that's the one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That's the other one. But, I mean, he still also can go. Also, Youngberg. That's not, that's not a, yeah. <laughs> oh, but a he's from Chicago, cat. though. He is from Chicago. One of my homies went to high school with him. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. If you're a rapper from Chicago, one of your homies went to high school with someone. I promise you that. <laughs> There's one yeah. thing we know. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, let, let's get on out of here. Thank you so much for coming through and chatting up. Man. Where can uh, where can folks find your work? Where can they find you in the ways you want to be found? Um, walking down the street, uh, humble. and No, I'm just kidding. Um, Apple Music. Okay. Spotify. Look up mm -hmm. Elton. 
It should be there. It's there. <laughs> I did it this morning. It was there. Yeah. So Any shout out to being able to stick to the one name. Too. Man, I had to make a decision. Yeah, you dropped yeah. that aura, huh? Yeah. Dropped it. Yeah. yeah. Get that out of here. That's big. I can be Elton without it. And Absolutely. the f- and the fact that it was available too. That you were able. Yeah. To there's s- no other. The only other Elton is Elton John, and he kept the last. And name. he kept the John. So I got Elton. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll be back here showcasing, celebrating the folks reshaping the culture of our city uh, for the more equitable and the more creative. Much love to the people. Peace. Thank you. Look at me and tell me I don't see a real nigga hidden legs, hidden figures, hide the money, find the money, count the cost of every decision, incision, open up, cope with us, smoke with me, bless the bottle, hide the bottle from me, I tend to turn into someone apart from me, and pardon me, I'm not usually this angry, I don't know, I usually don't use the word angry to describe me, I guess my daddy got delivered, but his daddy can't speak to us, even if I wanted to, his voice I can't remember, what a casual challenge, unpredictable moves, impeccable balance, every day I put it work for the palace, place a bet and maybe lose it tomorrow, I'm about to be at 100%, it's tough enough for us to make it in a go, so anywhere else I'll never see the bench, I don't give in, I never oblige, niggas be sipping that hateration, oversaturate, living through Mary J. Blige, I never look back, I always arrive, we can live in the moment, forget that we high. This episode of Ergo is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so we didn't.